You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast, brought to you ad-free with the support of our patrons. Visit mashthosebuttons.com or stay tuned after the show for more details. Welcome to the Torn and the Goblin, Mash Those Buttons podcast about Warcraft story and lore. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm Gragthar, Torn Hunter on Skywall US. And I'm Katie, Clanker Goblin Resto Shaman on Earthen Ring US. And today is February 15th, 2022. The Ides of February, but nobody ever talks about the Ides of February. <laughs> and today, this is episode number 142. Not, patch 9.2 should be out by the time this goes up. So I hope everybody's enjoying that. We're going to talk about that, even though we haven't actually played it ourselves yet. Uh, but we are joined to talk about it by two wonderful gentlemen who uh, have been gracious enough. They've had us on the show. They've had me on the show recently. They took a break for a while and they came back. And I was all because we were, we were talking to them like, hey, you guys should come on the show. And then they were like, yeah, we're done recording WoW stuff. And I was like, all right, well, I guess there's no point in having you on if you're not talking about WoW stuff. And then they came back. So I'm like, hey, we can have you back on now. So uh, welcome, Sai and Projali from Scrubs versus the World. Thank you. You know, it was because of that initial invitation that we uh, were like, we got to put the the boots back on and get out there again. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure was real. hanging in the air. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you want to talk real quickly about why you guys stopped recording. I mean, we I mean, it, it, there was a lot of people that stopped recording in the last year or so. Um, but then also why you guys came back. Yeah, uh, well. For me, it was all the shenanigans that took place at Blizzard. Um, finding out about the Cosby suite and the lawsuits and just the terrible, you know, working environment. I just I couldn't in good conscience create a, a program that was promoting a game a product of theirs. Um it, it just didn't feel right at the time. So that's that's what I say. But I will let Projali kind of drop in on his because he's had a little different. Yeah, it was similar. I think especially as far as the podcast goes, I didn't necessarily stop playing WoW um, or Blizzard games, but it was it was more so it, it felt difficult to talk about it in a positive light and to really get excited about talking about it and coming up with new things to to explore with the game. So with all of the with all of the just terrible work culture and, and lawsuit things creeping up, you know, New new things were dropping every two or three days of, oh, there's another thing to just be really disappointed yeah. in. So, right. It, it took a while and to see at least some things moving in the right direction to get uh, motivated to come back. So, yeah, excited to be. Oh. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just as to why we came back, I mean, I'm not going to take full credit for this, but all the positive things that have come out have happened post us coming back so i think that <laughs> kind of says something there um but but yeah it was it was the you know the the few good things that were coming through like a better abk um people bringing uh kind of awareness especially in other game studios and just kind of coming together and uniting on that front um i know there's an element of the internet that is just 
negative about everything, you know, block those people out, but, you know, really look at those folks who are trying to make a difference and, and, and be that voice to help make that change. Cause it's going to be us that helps drive it, especially as consumers. So hopefully things keep going in the right direction and, uh, things are great, but we'll see. Well, it is good to have your guys' voices back in the community. It's good to have your show back. I think it was, I think it was missed. So, uh, at least I missed it. You can't speak for everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It was one person out there, and we appreciate that. So, so we'll have so to well. get our uh, our Luxembourg uh, folks back. <laughs> we were, we we're trending upward in Luxembourg, so I think uh, we were. Hopefully, we can win them over again. That is always one of the most like mind blowing things. Cause I, I think it's like Spotify does that and a few other things. Like it tells you like, Oh yeah, you have a listener and some random European. Co- and I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm excited. Whoever out there is listening in, you know, whatever random European country you're in, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm excited for you. Thank you. But it's, 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 it's just so bizarre to think about. Like, you know, I'm sitting over here just outside Atlanta, Georgia, and you know, you're over there in like, you know, like Belgrade or wherever. I don't know, like somewhere over in Europe, just, you know, <laughs> chilling in your car listening like it's it's bizarre yeah it's it it's amazing so like when i i joke with my wife and i tell her i'm like you know i'm not gonna drop this card on you but i am gonna drop this card on you. but you're married to a world-renowned podcaster <laughs> <laughs> and she's just stealing that card oh, that, is great. <laughs> that is great she's just like whatever like you still got to take the garbage out like it doesn't get out of it <laughs> Yeah, she'll she'll steal that card as well so <laughs> that's great so let's go ahead then and get into it here as i said we haven't had a chance to play 9.2 yet i don't know unless anybody's been on the ptr i haven't i don't think katie has um so everybody's shaking their heads good so um as far then, you know, so all we know about 9.2 is what we've seen in the, you know, the, some of the trailers, you know, some of the, the information that's come out on Wowhead. Um, that said, we're all very excited for it. Is anyone not excited for it? Anyone want to say that 9.2 looks terrible? Speak now. Forever hold your peace. I think we're good. I was going to say, I think we're all excited <laughs> for both content. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Give me the things. Yes, Let's please. Change. So. So what are we most looking forward to in 9.2? A new raid. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, for new zone. That's always fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, what about the new raid Prajali excites you the most? Is it just the fact that you're bored of the old raid or is there, are there any bosses in particular that look like they have interesting mechanics from what you've seen? Or you just, do you want to punch the jailer in the face because he deserves it finally? You know, he's a big meanie and he's got to get his up and comments or comeuppance, however you want to say that correctly. But uh, <laughs> it, some of the fights look pretty interesting from a design perspective. And that's kind of what always gets me excited and wow the most is, is interesting raid fights. It's something they've been pretty good at expansion to expansion. But it's, it's almost like this feels like they had to kind of rush in terms of raid design in a sense that they had an idea to make this potentially two raids. So Anduin being the boss of this, the final boss of this oh. one and the jailer being, you know, a final patch, maybe, you know, a smaller raid at the end. But so it's, we're almost going to get, I think two in tier quality bosses out of this raid. Just, just from seeing Anduin testing. 
And also the fact that they're not going to, so far, they haven't done any PTR testing on the last three bosses. Mm. So there's this potential for these to just be completely undiscovered fights and to just make it a really exciting experience. And those are the three bosses they're not releasing until Mythic releases. Right. So nobody's going to see the, like, so for the Mythic first guilds, Mm -hmm. they're going, they're not, I mean, they'll do heroic the week before, but they're going to be running Mythic that week. They're not going to try to down those bosses on, or, or would they? I mean, I mean, they might lose a little bit of time. I guess that's a question they have to figure out. Is it worth going and trying to clear it on heroic mm-hmm. b- before you jump into mythic? I mean, I'm sure you gets a little bit of gear that may or may not help. Um, yeah. But at least you've seen the fights in some capacity, or is it just, no, we're just going to go in blind, get to Anduin. I guess you could always go in, start facing against them. Be like, okay, let's go take a break and go run through the other one and then come back. And mm-hmm. like that too. But yeah, that's going to be fascinating to watch in the world first race that they're not play testing these on the PTR and they're not available the week before that. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be new to everybody on that's what March 8th, I believe is the date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With three weeks after the patch, something like that. Yeah. 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 And I absolutely love that because one of my biggest gripes, and it's been this way for years. Um, when people data mine everything before it comes out, it feels like the game's already been played for me. And then I'm going through the steps. And for me personally, as kind of a more casual player, I like to be surprised and wow hasn't had that surprise moment in a long time. I can't even remember the last time it's been that way. Maybe wrath for me, but because that's when I got into rating, but, but looking at the expansions, like all the cinematics get released and I try not to watch them. I mean, it's hard as a content creator to ignore <laughs> that stuff and talk about the game, but you know, as a player and as a fan, I like to, I like those moments. Those are the moments we live for. And them not knowing what's coming is going to make that way more fun to watch. How did you experience uh, Sargeras stabbing the planet? Because that to me was a surprising moment. I did not expect that coming, even though Terran teased it by stabbing the cake on Twitter. That still surprised me. <laughs> uh, for me, I, it was spoiled on for me. Somebody spoiled it for me. Before, wait, before the cinematic released or a- after the cinematic release, but before you had played it through the raid? After the cinematic release, before I played it through the raid. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I try, like our team tries not to watch it, but somebody saw it. They're like, oh my God, the planet gets stabbed. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Now, had, had you seen any of the maps? Cause I think before the cinematic came out, they did uh, data mine the maps of Silithus that showed the giant wound, which we didn't know the sword would still be in there, but it showed like, there's this massive kind of like Canyon looking thing. And it was like, Oh, there's a strong implication, like some massive sword or spear. Something's going to encounter the planet in that angle there. Had you seen any of that beforehand? At least were you be primed for that or that caught you completely off guard? Uh, no, I, I haven't looked at, I mean, I heard of it, but I didn't look at it yet. So even though people say like, Oh yeah, the sword's going to be gone. It's like, okay, well, I guess I'll go see it live when I go in there. Well, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking back in 2016. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, before before the cinematic came out where he stabs the planet, they data mined the map of Silithus that showed the wound where the sword was stuck in. They, it didn't show the sword itself, but it was like, right. okay, something happens here because there's this massive. Yeah, I knew that something thing. was coming. I didn't know what the okay. something was, but. I thought but yeah, it was going to be the opposite. Like, I thought it was going to be like the, um, uh, what, wild. 
I just totally lost the name. The all of the bugs like bursting forth. Oh, like, the silicids. Thank you. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so, like I, I went through like <laughs> ten different names. I'm like, no, no, wrong bug people. There's a lot of bug people in WoW. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was gonna be like the silicids like bursting forth, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be cool. Like I've been waiting to see what they're gonna do. And it's like, no, it gets stabbed instead. I'm like, oh, wrong direction. Okay, we can work with this. <laughs> Giant sword, not bugs. Well, then there were bugs anyway. Still with this. It's just bugs. Oh, that would have been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Probably would have made more so, sense, but. Oh. <laughs> okay. What if this, the bugs all came out and formed one giant sword and then, like, deflect or whatever? I just, like, have to wonder, like, does, does the giant sword, like, mess with, like, the gravitational pull and rotation of Azeroth? It would have to. Right? Right? The planet should, you're actually right, though. The planet should be, like, wobbling a little bit, like, because the center yeah. of gravity is no longer the center of the planet. It's going to be a little bit off, off silter. Like, the planet should be mm-hmm. spinning and, uh, uh, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. doing, like, one of those, like, spiral-type orbits. Yeah, that's Katie a very good point. derails this entire podcast with a single thought. Um, <laughs> well, and that's assuming Let's start drawing Azeroth is a nor a quote unquote normal planet, right? Which it's got knows? a magic center of mass. Yeah, now, maybe it, it's a magic sword. Got, you know, it's got two moons, and I have to worry if you alter the, the center of gravity on one, could that change the orbit enough that now one of the moons is going to crash in Azeroth? Well, Lucky. I think we found out 10.0 what it's really going to be. It's going to be Majora's Mass two. Oh God! <laughs> to save Azeroth from two moons. <laughs> oh no! I had enough trauma from Majora's Mask. I don't need to relive that again. Each patch will just be one of the days. Oh, right? <laughs> How many times will it be dawn of the final day? Oh my God! That moon face is terrifying. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh! You just look up and be like, "Wow!" It's like so angry. <sighs> That stays with you for the rest of your life. So, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I, I got to give you credit that it wasn't the Zelda fan that made that suggestion there uh, with Hyrule Master being on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I just appreciate so, it. Uh, but, yeah. but bringing up like being surprised by stuff, it, it makes me have a question. Like, when do you consider the lore advancing? Like we know, we know, for example, like we're going to fight the jailer, but we haven't mm-hmm. actually faced him yet. So like, or, you know, we know we're going to Zareth Mortis. We know some of the stuff we're going to see in Zareth Mortis. And we have this information either through data mining or for example, like the, the Sylvanas cinematic that was released. Do you consider that having happened yet? Like, you know, as much as you may consider your character being in the game, um, you know, do you feel like has, is like the world advanced for your character or is that all stuff that's still coming and it'll be official for your character once you play through it once it's live on the servers um well for me it is it's like i have a crystal ball and i've seen it to the future and unfortunately the winning lotto numbers weren't in that future instead <laughs> it was <laughs> it was a sword <laughs> Going through Azeroth, or it was Sylvanas turning back into her ranger mode. Um, but I mean, for me, it's I, I know it's coming, but in the game, since all the stuff isn't moved to those places yet, it's mm-hmm. not happened yet. I don't know how you feel, Pajelli. I mean, it's it's been a data mine thing for as long as I can remember. And so it, having that mentality of 
I've never really waited to watch the cinematic, so to speak. So I feel like it, it comes in kind of two waves for me, which is kind of a non-answer. But getting to re-experience it actually in person and and doing it for yourself, I, I, I think that's still enjoyable. And that's I, I kind of see it as a, a present thing once I'm in that game, despite having seen what's coming down the pike. Be like, oh, yeah, okay, so... This is what happens when you get Sylvanas to whatever percent. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was holding on for dear life on the Sylvanas fight because I wasn't paying attention. It's like, God, she's still at like 40%. What's going on, guys? Like, <laughs> turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> running out of mana here to heal your asses we don't have much room left and she's got like half her health what do you guys <laughs> we're at a platform steam we gotta hurry these numbers make no sense <laughs> although conversely that must have been a nice surprise you're like oh that's it wow <laughs> yeah, okay <laughs> well, i just i forgot what percentage it was but but yeah it was pretty funny i was like come on come on <laughs> All, all bosses should just stop at half health. That'd be <laughs> make life a lot easier. <laughs> so, uh, Sai, you mentioned Zareth Mortis being excited for that nine point two. Anything in particular in the zone that you're you're looking forward to? And you know, meet, meeting Farim, just getting new reputations, just new places to explore. Well, I think uh, I think for me, it's actually kind of seeing. Because I remember back in Wrath, being in the Storm Peaks, and there's this giant hole in the middle of the ground. And it looks like a robot hole. And it's like, why is there a robot hole here? This is weird. And so, you know, 12 years later or whatever, now we're finally getting kind of an answer as far as maybe where that came from. Or, or maybe like the the deeper behind the curtain feel of, of what this world is that we enjoy so much. and so. Being able to see like a uh, a representation of kind of one of those big life questions of where do we come from, why were we made, like what's happening, like why what is existence basically. So it's kind of fun for that because I I like talking about that stuff and and coming up with crazy theories and whatever. So seeing uh, an actual zone where the stuff is made, kind of how the sausage is made, uh, if you will, is really exciting for me. And so. I love that they have the language learning piece of it because I'm actually trying to learn languages. So it's kind of like a a life correlation there. Um, trying to learn Italian now. I was doing Norwegian, but it's a long story. <laughs> tell you later. But uh, it's it's hard. It's hard to learn languages. But like to go through and and how they explained this language learning process looks really interesting to me. So. I'm pretty excited about it. It's going to be interesting to see where the story goes from here, though, because now we've seen like the base layer of what existence is and seeing those mm -hmm. astrological charts of the Warcraft universe. It's like, oh, my God, like, where is this going to go? Is this going to turn into a sci fi adventure? I don't know. Let's right. see what happens. It feels a bit like we've, we're going to meet like in the matrix when he meets the architect. Right. And then it's like, you can't really like, like that's it. There's no, you, like you've got your explanations for everything. Like there's nowhere more to go from that. I mean, in the matrix that he goes to the robot city, but that's different because it's outside the matrix. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, it's at some point, like we're gonna hit like the end unless I don't know. The one thing that they did with, uh, Fareem 
and his whole thing about fractals and repeating patterns. Mm-hmm. They've kind of set themselves up so that because everybody's like, oh, like the, the the Titans are just like the are just like the first ones or whatever, and they're all setting things up. And it's, it's kind of like, well, that's like the repeating pattern there. They've given themselves a little bit of an out. Like they can just be like, oh, there's another layer of repeating patterns and another layer of repeating patterns. And they can always keep having another set of robots behind the curtain. And it can just be robots all the way down because they've <laughs> they set up it's 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 repeating patterns. So it'll just repeat endlessly. Right. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting because I mean I mean I I know the 10.0 leaks are dragons everywhere, but I mean I I gotta see how it ends, I guess, for me to fully wrap my brain about what's happening here. How how the, the expansion ends, you don't mean how the game ends. Right. Well, is this the end of the game? I don't know. Are we getting a WoW 2? Are we, saw, like, where are we going with it? Like, that's the next question. I saw, I think, on Reddit that there's a new, there's some kind of new, like, WoW dev executable that was dropped into Battle.net. Yep. And they said, like, uh, was it regular WoW dev is, is retail, WoW dev 2 is classic. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, what's this one? So. Maybe Wrath? Classic Wrath? That could are they ready for that? What did they what did they, they just had uh was it didn't they just have like Black Temple come out in classic? Yeah, Black Temple, so, Hygel Pat or they're not patches really, but phase dropped. So I mean they still have the Zulamon in between and then Stunwell, but I mean it's not that far off. They could probably do it in a year. Start the beta pretty soon too, if they wanted to. So we'll have to keep our eyes yeah, we'll peeled on that see, one. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see what that is. <clears throat> I, I, on the one hand, it, on the one hand, like I can't imagine they'd ever do like a proper WoW two, like it. it yeah. See, but then again, because the concern is always, oh, they'll split the player base. But then again, like they already split the player base by doing WoW Classic, so mm-hmm. it's yeah, you know, so so that could be on the table. And e- even then, I, and most likely, it's probably I would guess the next iteration, like like probably like ten point like friends and family might be ready. But that, I think that's wishful thinking, maybe a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I, this is I, supposed I to be the last content patch, right? So yes, or the last we major have, content patch. We have nine point two point five coming. That will have the cross faction rating mm-hmm. and probably some other little tweaks and quality of life stuff. But that doesn't seem like that's going to be very content heavy. And then yeah, then we get ten point When I guess you know if you figure what Ian said that the raids they usually like them to breathe for about six months. So we'd be looking at about. September? Oh. Maybe. Yeah. I, I've heard maybe. October. Well, they would probably have listen to, If you take Taliesin seriously, he thinks possibly like, what, October? Heard him in one of his videos. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, there's no He's way. throwing it. He was spitballing. He he got me, though. But yeah, that's that's going to be... The, the, the timing on this is going to be interesting because... It, like, like it, it's interesting, Prajali, that you mentioned that it feels like this is a, sort of a combination of two raids with Anduin mm-hmm. and the Jailer being separate raid bosses. Because I think, assuming that we did have a 9.2 and then a 9.3, it makes complete sense that Anduin would have been the final raid boss of 9.2. And the fact that they're they the fact that they're splitting the raid in this way. I mean, on the one hand, you know, it gives them something for the world first race, like we talked about. Right. That you know, it makes it a little more interesting at the end. But also, like they said, there's a, there's actor story beats that need to happen between when you free Anduin versus when you go to confront the jailer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it makes sense. Oh, those story beats would have been an entire patch to play out. 
and they're kind of cramming it in. So that that's that's an interesting that's interesting that you bring that up because it makes complete sense. Yeah, it. I don't know. It it just seems just with how they've had to have the delayed timelines and just kind of how much story they like to try and fit into each expansion. I mean, the raids seem fairly on track, but this is the the third raid tier and the final raid tier with no sort of small in between raid that like they've done with you know previous patches like Legion and uh, BFA had one. But it's I don't know. It's it. I think it still has the potential for them to try something new with this last thing. It's like, you know, we're not going to really test the last three bosses except internally and we'll see what happens. And they're being completely transparent about it too. They're like, there's story elements we want to kind of slow down a bit, but we also don't want to get in the way of people wanting to do the raids as soon as possible. So we're going to try and find a balance there and, and see if we can do maybe next time the raid release is like completely untested and we get that surprise element for everybody. Could- could you envision a patch where sets of the raid bosses, almost like LFR wings, let's say, are locked behind quest content? So you have to go out and do chapter one, chapter two. Now you unlock the first wing of LFR effectively, except you've unlocked it on like normal heroic mythic difficulties. Then you have to wait till like you do chapter three and four or whatever, and then you get the next three bosses. And so you ultimately can't finish the raid until the end of the month when everything's released. And all your world first raiders have to be out there doing those quests every week in order to get to the point where they can even get into the race. Potentially, I feel like old WoW was much more receptive to that. So you had, you know, AQ40 world effort to unlock on Courage for your server. You had Sunwell had a similar thing with the dailies and the gated release of each wing or each boss, essentially. And then Ice Crown had, you know, the wings release. You know, every three or four weeks that ice people remember Ice Crown in in kind of rose colored glass, but that took like two months for everything to release in that raid. Dude, and that was a grind. I, I I could see it, and in terms of like storytelling, it would make complete sense. But I'm already envisioning from the raid leader side, Devil's Advocate, like having to organize my raid teams in the past. Oh my god. It's hard enough in BC Classic making sure everybody's attuned for BT at this point. Like we bring in somebody's all like, well, see you next week because you're not attuned. <laughs> <laughs> Go do your quests. But I don't know. It's as a narrative device, I think I think it would be cool. Just as a, a raid device, I'm not sure if it works logistically. Dude, if they were lose their minds. The time gating of dailies. Could you imagine that on the raid? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I feel like people would just collectively lose their minds over it. Because there's a lot of people that don't enjoy the questing in the story and just want to get to specific parts of the content. That'd be like locking uh, PvP behind quests. Like, it's it's not a good idea to gate uh, communities that want to progress at a certain rate. Uh, and so, like, I don't I don't think they would do that. Um because I think it would just really make people mad. Because, you know, I actually, I had something similar happen at the beginning of this expansion where I had to, I think I had to finish one of the zones before I could raid. And I was like, I had just hit max. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to jump into the raid. Like, I have enough starting gear that I can do that. I needed to finish, like, six more quests or something, but I had no idea. So I tried to go and join the raid, and I couldn't. And I didn't know why. And so, like, uh-huh. doing that sort of thing really frustrates people if they don't understand that it's, uh, 
a gatekeeping mechanism to try and slow them down. But also, it's just going to piss people off. <laughs> yeah. Well, what if they did the whole raid tier as like, oh, it's it's three or four separate raids. Each one has like three raid bosses in it. And you unlock each raid at a given point. If they couch it that way, would that be a little more palatable? Or is it still like, no, just give us one raid with everybody. Kind of like kind of like in Kata with the Bastion of Twilight and mm-hmm. Nest yes. Lair and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool, actually. I'd be cool with that. Of course, I'm cool with it because I'm not bleeding edge or anything. So uh-huh. I'm just some schlub out there going, oh, this is neat. Let's click on that thing and see what happens. And, and my raid team's super casual, so... Like on paper, that sounds great. But like, yeah, like a, a Bastion of Twilight, Nefarian's Lair thing would be cool. I, I'd be down with it, but I don't know. I don't know how the community would be feel like right now. Like, I feel like if Blizzard like farts wrong, the community freaks out, like as far as like the game development goes. So. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, I kind of agree that uh the community is in a little more volatile state than historically. So uh, I think I think they're probably going to try and tread a little more carefully on these sorts of things, though, like having content release at a set but very predictable amount, but not creating large barriers to entry, I think uh, are OK. So like if you like like we're saying, you kind of like stagger out the raid releases like three bosses release, but they're completely available. That's much better than you have to go do like 20 quests and, you know, some some someone shows up and they don't know and they're like, oh, my gosh, this was our best DPS. Now we're like, that far behind. Right. So you, <laughs> you don't want to do right. that to people. Um, but at the same time, I think like some of the pauses, like releasing them in sections does create some anticipation for them so in, in some ways like it's exciting but then i also know uh like my brother i've talked about him a lot he he plays the game completely opposite from me where he's like i want to do all the content and i want it right now uh, and i'm just like casually going through I'm like oh this boss is cool like wow look at that armor design as i get punched off of a, a cliff or something <laughs> um but so it, it's trying to balance between those very different dynamics right like people that want to burn through it all and then just go do something else and then people that are like oh yeah i'm just kind of like gonna casually meander through here and i can't wait to enjoy like every single uh, i don't know etched rune and like bush and whatever of the new content uh so i don't know i it would be neat if they like i like the fact that they're hiding the bosses because i think that's a a really fun thing that builds a lot of hype and the community kind of needs that right now especially Mm -hmm. after the drought but uh, we'll see, because like it'd be interesting if they continue to do this, because I think they did that with Algalon, didn't they? In Wrath, where like they, he was kind of a hidden boss. And I don't know if I, I don't remember it back in the day because I started and I wasn't really in the community as much. But I don't know if he was as hidden or not. Um, if the new raid is like Ulduar, where you can yeah. unlock hard modes, that would be badass. Right, because the community loved that back in the day, as, as far as I know. Uh, which, yeah, it's changed a bit, but. Uh, it was like so that. much fun accidentally yeah. breaking XT's heart. You're like, whoops, well, we got hard <laughs> mode now. <laughs> but the one thing I think, especially like with the Olympics being on, one of the events I managed to catch was the biathlon. And so I, I didn't catch the whole thing. I just got the part like they ski up to the little gun range and then they start, you have to watch them shooting the guns and then you're like waiting for them. Okay, like shoot your six targets and then get back, back on your skis. And I feel like 
from a streaming perspective, it could be the kind of the same thing. Like, okay, like I have to watch you go through the solo questing part up. Oh, now you finish that. Now you got to go to the rating part up. Oh, now you're back to the solo questing part. Like there's a, a bit of an element there that could, you know, bring some sort of like, Oh, like, you know, a little more interest to the race, but at the same time, yeah, that, that but that'd be interesting though, too, because how do you, like, you need like a, like you could only do that. Like if you had like a master channel, like, okay, now we're going to cut over to, you know, Raider number five doing his solo quest over here. Oh, let's check in with like Raider number two. He's way back here in the early part of the quest. Cause he can't find the mobs or whatever. He missed um, all the targets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I feel like that would kind of suck though. If you like enjoyed that bleeding edge content, but you also wanted to go back and enjoy the quest. Cause you're like, now I have to rush through these and I don't even know where I'm That's going. That's are for. I mean, I would have to think if you're in the, the bleeding edge content that, you know, like, okay, I'm going to go through it. It's like you, you stuff your face full of food, but like the next day you'll enjoy the leftovers. Yeah, but like y- you want to enjoy it the first time you do it, though, because there's something. Then you're not a bleeding edge. You know, if oh you want to enjoy it the first time, you're not you. a bleeding edge person. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking my head, Dick. Shaking my head. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, I, I feel like even if you're bleeding edge, though, and I mean, maybe they a lot of them do skip the cutscenes. I don't think so. I think some of them watch it like when they finally, you know, get it. But uh, mm-hmm. it's one of those where it's like, I feel like it doesn't have the same impact the second time. So if you enjoy that aspect of the content, even rushing through it the first time, you're like, it's it's kind of lost some of the luster that the first time passed us, even if you're just barreling through it at light speed. Uh, but I could be wrong, because, again, I am the type of player that just slowly creeps my way through an expansion. <laughs> now, you're you're pretty spot on there, because I'm going through and getting... I'm trying to get all of the armor sets for the different types of armor from the Covenants. And so, oh, cool. yeah, and I've played through the Maldraxxus quest line. This is my, what, fifth time now I'm doing it? And yeah, it's just like, okay, come on, give me the necropolis. Let's go over there. <laughs> okay, there's the thing. All right. Oh, I forgot the portal. Crap. Let me go get the some more anima so I can get my portal going. So yeah, it definitely it, you're right, it does lose the luster. So have you have you done the path of ascension in Bastion? Not yet. Not yet, okay. I have the fun guy title though from Ardenwield, because I had to get that. Oh really? Yeah. So you do the the mushroom dailies for the mushroom network, and he gives you the fun guide or fun gal title. Mm-hmm. Nice. And you have to wear that all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Katie, I don't think we we heard from you as far as what you're looking forward to in Zareth Mortis. Oh boy. Uh, pretty much the same stuff that I always look forward to. I'm very excited about the story in general, just because I think this has a lot of potential to answer questions and also just open up a giant can of more questions, which I always enjoy. <laughs> um, but I also am looking forward to a lot of the, like, just the collectibles, like mounts and that kind of stuff as well, because uh, a lot mm-hmm. of the a lot of the models, and I try not to, sp- I never spoil myself in the story, but I always use like mounts as a treat because I'm like, I have to look at the new mounts coming out because I always get super hyped about that. Uh, so I'm like, oh, these, a lot of the new models look really cool. Uh, so I'm just getting excited about potential creatures that we will encounter there. Uh, and just, I don't know. I'm very hyped to go back through the story because I'm like, this is going to be good stuff. I'm trying not to vibrate in place, but I basically am. Let <laughs> <laughs> <Check> me in. <laughs> I'm I'm 
curious about this protoform synthesis, the new sort of crafting feature they have where you're supposed to be able to get a bunch of the mounts. Like instead of them dropping off the the rares, down mm-hmm. you, I guess you get the like the materials off the rares, and then you go and craft the mounts yourself. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Like it might just be just as bad as rares because then you have to wait for the stuff to drop. Like it might be like the um, the paint colors uh, for yeah. like, oh tigers God. on yeah. Megagon. It, yeah, I, I I can't imagine it'll be that bad because even then uh, they did ultimately wind up fixing Megagon where like yeah, it just drops the first time you kill stuff now. Oh, you don't yeah, have to wait yeah. for the the various drops um but yeah i mean we'll see because i i can't imagine that they would want to fix the rare system by replacing it with just another oh instead of the mount having a low drop it's the blueprint or the the specific part that you need because that's literally the same thing <laughs> right yeah that's why fingers are crossed here <laughs> right like no it's different smoke and mirrors and you're like hmm uh no it's the same <laughs> but this one has a different patch number on it so it's different oh <laughs> right <laughs> it would be interesting if like the calculations on the back end have changed they, they very well white wow Blech. they very well might have over time anyways uh but it's still an interesting thing to noodle on <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's true. Cleaner math. Yeah, instead of the <laughs> invincible slash invisible. Right? Oh man, doesn't exist. Or the love rocket. That's no longer the love rocket. I forgot what it's called now. The heartbreaker. The heartbreaker. Yes, because it uh, is a heartbreaker. Just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. That's a good name fine. change for that one. It is. It is. It's, it's very fitting, as yeah. are most of the. Um, unobtainables if you will <laughs> and just for the record i i got invincible i think last year oh wow and i write it everywhere <laughs> <laughs> i have I to you. You. <laughs> i was gonna say you, you have you have like that that's the kind of like that's the kind of chase like like i felt that way when i got my my violet proto drake after like a year's worth of grinding and then i'm like this is exciting, but you're just going to go into my random rotation. Like, right. And it's like, you're there. I still see you because there's other stuff I want to see, but it's like, yeah, for something like of that level of that takes that much dedication to get, like there should be some way that like to always show that you have it. Like you should get like a little like pin that is always <laughs> on your character's shoulder. Like, or like a little like just get overlay. It's just like, <laughs> I, 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 I got invincible and all I got was this tabard or something like that. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, that would be great to have a tabard where you could like change whatever the sigil is depending on what like rare mount you got. Mine would be the time last proto Drake. I'm like, I camped that sucker for four months. I had a spreadsheet, oh like it God. was I I yeah. We, nobody wants to see that spreadsheet. Like I had it pinned down to like the half hour mark of when it would like the the one Drake would spawn and whether it be time lost or not. I well, I that was time in college well spent, I'll say. Especially <laughs> <with my> Twitch. <laughs> well, now your Excel skills are top notch, so it helped you in the real world, too. <laughs> totally didn't learn Excel just to do that and then completely forget everything afterwards. Yep. <laughs> Did you have to use like a pivot table? I mean, my table was <laughs> impressive, Katie says, stroking her own ego, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was some cool math, uh, but I won't go into that. That was my my like prime 
prized farm. I still ride that one around because that one took a long time. And now people are just like, yeah, you can just hop servers and do all this. And like, well, I mm. got it back in the day, Katie says, putting on That's her right. grizzled Warcraft face when it was hard. <laughs> right. With uphill no shoes on. Uphill yep. both ways. Yeah. Yeah, both ways. I had to go both ways to get the time last <laughs> Proto Drake. It was snowing. <laughs> what is her name? <laughs> and it was a heat wave. Yeah, <laughs> the middle of the ice crown. <laughs> oh man, yeah, but some of these grinds, like I was thinking about it, I I tried to get invincible for more time than my son was alive up to that point. Like when I think about it in terms like that, it's like God, mm-hmm. sad and impressive at the same time. Sad because it took so long and been playing the same game forever and impressive because of the dedication that's what i was going for yes mm-hmm. it's okay i feel like that when i look at my like what warcraft time played i'm like impressive <laughs> also huh that's a lot of my life right here uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm glad i live in a climate where it's the weather sucks most of the time <laughs> <laughs> yes. i live in the northwest it's fine what else am i gonna do <laughs> Exactly. So let's let's go ahead then and move on. Not not fully move on from nine point two, but one question I have for you guys, since your your show is Scrubs versus the World, uh-huh. mm-hmm. I want to ask who you thought were the biggest Scrubs in the Shadowlands expansion thus far. And when I say thus far, I mean what, from what we know about you know the beginning of the expansion through like nine point two. What we know about nine point two. You want to go first, Perjali? Not really. I got to think of all the potential scrubs. Um, I, I'll go first. Okay. I'm going to go with Pelagos. <laughs> because he is, is like, basically, like, if Pelagos played WoW, that's the kind of player that when I first made the show, that my show, the Scrubs vs. the World show, I was actually targeting. It's those newer players who didn't know what they're doing, need help, make mistakes constantly. And eventually they grow and they mature into their own wild players. And it's going to be a beautiful thing watching Pelagos mature in front of our eyes. But I'm going to go with with Pelagos. He's my main scrub. But not because he sucks. Because he's inexperienced and he's going to grow. I think you could say that he sucked, but he like like I'm not saying the character like his whole thing was that he sucked. Like you find him and he's like cowering in that one little that one little uh, not quite a dungeon, but that little cave with the what were they, like the memories or whatever that were attacking him. Like he yeah. couldn't even handle that. Yeah, and so it's like like the whole his whole thing was that he sucked. Right. Like and he was learning like like no he 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 he's one of the reasons why I love the Bastion Covenant so much because like when I started that. I didn't really care for the Bastion people. I'm like, I'm just here because I want, you know, I'm doing all the covenants. I just doing this one now. And it's, you know, you, you see him, him struggling there. And then you get the whole thing where, where with Cleo, where it's like, Oh no, they're still throwing souls into the maw. Cause they don't realize what they're doing. And you're like, you guys are idiots. Like, like the whole, the whole covenant's <laughs> like a scrub basically at that point. But then like, as you work with them, like you come around on them, you're like, Oh, Hey, like, you know, like, like Pelago starts to find his place and he starts mm-hmm. to realize like, He's not like a frontline warrior. And I, I think that's why when, you know, like the news came out, like, oh, he's going to be the arbiter. Like, I wasn't 
like a, a lot of people are like oh you know this minor character and i'm like no that makes complete sense mm-hmm. like he was always the guy he was the square peg in the round hole right and he finally found his square peg hole like <laughs> He, you know, like he finally, you know, if it's like, no, he would, you know, if you want to sit there and say like, oh, the Arbiter had a plan for everybody it put everybody where they belong, mm-hmm. Pelagos always kind of stuck out a little bit. Like he doesn't quite belong in Bastion. Yeah. And now you're like, oh no, like this was the Arbiter's plan all along. Like the Arbiter, you know, the Arbiter's playing the long game like the Arbiter would. That it's like, oh yeah, I know I'm going to get, need to get replaced. This is the guy to do it. I'm going to send him on this path. Right. It, like to me it made sense like if you if you you followed his story and i you know and, and i get like well, it should be a major character like some people felt like somebody like sylvanas level should be there but at the same time like no because no. You know, I don't, what what what's the, like what main character would you want to lose like if somebody becomes the arbiter they're not checking in on you regularly like at least cadgar he may be out of the story right now but he's just chilling back at his you know back at uh Karazhan. like he'll he'll come back someday Right. If you know, if he like, if he shows up and they're like, "Oh, I'll be the arbiter now," then that's it. He's you know, he's in the arbiter space. The arbiter might show up, maybe like, "Oh no, the Shadowlands are messed up again." I need you for like one quest to get things going, and that's it. That's it. Like, I need you to help you know, me pull you're... the lawnmower cord so the souls will get going again. You gotta start <laughs> that motor back up, bud. <laughs> now, so but you're it... saying is the Shadowlands run on diesel, <laughs> right? Yeah. But um, but to that point. Like, um, I didn't enjoy the Kyrian Covenant as well, just because, um, like at first, because I saw it and I was like, oh, Greek Smurfs, cool. And then. (laughs) (laughs) I have never heard that one. (laughs) That's hilarious. That's the first thought that came to mind. I was like, huh, okay. That's hilarious. And, but as I played through that campaign and that story, it just kind of shows like it's, you have this very hard nosed. We're not changing. This is the way. This is how it has to be. But as you go through that story campaign, they realize it's like, well, maybe maybe we're not doing it right. And so they're open to change. And so it's that transformation where I started to enjoy them, actually, towards the end of it. And so that's why I, I enjoy Pelagos' story, because, you know, he's kind of that, that main cog, actually, that kind of... Um, takes that change and that idea and kind of keeps it moving forward. And it's just nice to see because you can take that and go, what are the things that I am personally hard nosed on? And maybe I need to reevaluate or reevaluate to possibly change in my own life. And so that's what I truly enjoyed about that. It's the growth of and the maturity and the becoming the non scrub. And so that's why that Kyrian Covenant is is I think it's cool now. So yeah, Katie, do you have a non, or a scrub answer? Oh man, um, I feel like it's one of those where like I feel like there's one that's just like lurking in the back of the, my my mind that I'm like, yes, I'm directing most of my anger at you, but I was so mad at them that I just like completely you know walled it off. Uh. <laughs> there's uh, there's a couple of characters where i'm kind of like you know i was hoping we'd see more of them or uh i don't want to say garrosh specifically he kind of felt like he was a scrub <laughs> <laughs> but garrosh always has felt like a scrub to me because like wow what a jerk Ooh, face wow uh, <laughs> wow hey, i agree he is a giant you know, butt face okay <laughs> <laughs> 
you're only speaking like that after he's turned into like red anima dust and he's no longer in existence on any plane. I mean, I'm like, dude, what a scrub. You have to come over here and just like sweep him up into a little jar. Like what <laughs> this garage for all your bluster. Now you're just dust. Um, <laughs> get a little, Pushing the garbage little where you belong. Yeah. Well, I'm like, don't want to mix up his ashes with Vulgians though. Those go on a pedestal. <laughs> Oh, that, that, that's like an Ozymandias level quote like for all your bluster you're now just dust like, <laughs> king of kings look upon mighty yeah I was a little critical of that guy um, again he put uh, like you put me through the ringer for multiple expansions so I'm still salty uh, I don't know I, I don't want to say uh, Denathrius is a scrub because I love Denathrius uh, getting mm-hmm. imprisoned in a sword feels like a scrub move though like man you didn't think that one through now you're stuck in a sword getting is, shown on by the light <laughs> is that a scrub move though or is that like next right. level like s tier thinking because I all the other raid bosses just die we kill them they're done but like mm-hmm. oh no he got stuck in a sword and he's gonna get out like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah well to be fair that was remoria not him she's like she saved him so she's like the s tier yeah. coming in to save his butt you know mm. Uh, he was just like, oh, ha, ha, look at me. I'm so fancy. You can't kill me. And I'm like, I love this guy. I need more of this. I need these like super arrogant, but kind of just, I don't know how to explain the, 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 yeah. Confident. Com- yeah. Yes. Confident, but like airily. So just like, oh yes, like die. I don't know. I, I, I just enjoyed the refreshing from the like, I'm going to crush Azeroth and you're like, all right, yeah, you're like the ninth person get in line, buddy. Uh, it was kind of fun to uh, face someone that was very full of himself. It felt very like Kale Foss. Uh, and I think it's yeah. refreshing to have an end boss like that to a raid a lot of times just because he was such a character and a lot of the end bosses I feel like we've fought are either... Uh, very attached like ingrained in the lore like Ajara or Gul'dan like we know who they are uh-huh. they've already been flushed out um or you know they're just like kind of I don't want to say like automaton but like I have one goal is to destroy everything and you're like okay that's how everybody <laughs> is <laughs> there's no reasoning with you I see uh but no yet Denathrius was just kind of fun and unpredictable uh in some of his like mannerisms and stuff so I enjoyed that greatly uh, I also, I don't, <clears throat> sorry, I have to, the non-scrub thing. I absolutely love the dance fight. I know everyone hated it, but I have to plug it because I'm like, that was fun. Okay, I'm done. It was interesting. <laughs> I thought it was, it was a nice break from just running up and hacking at something's ankles. So like it, mm-hmm. you have to dance. It was a pain in the butt, but it was still fun. So. Well, much, much like any line dance, it was fun once you figured out what you were doing. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. I love that the dredgers would come out and like dance with you, and then you get like little confetti when you did it, right? You're like, look at me doing good stuff. <laughs> There's always that one person that's like, I'm like, you're not doing your dance right. Get your square. <laughs> get your square. Like, what square? And they go the opposite direction. You're like, no. Exactly. Yeah, that, that was me, like, until, like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that. That, yeah, I'm sure that was probably a source of many scrub moments in the game. <laughs> the dance party is just the scrub moment. <laughs> but yeah, going to uh, Denathrius, going into Ramornia. I, I, I'm going to age myself here, but have you guys seen uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights? Oh, yeah. Yes, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay, good. So, you know the part when the Sheriff of Rottingham gets stabbed at the end and Latrine, the witch, comes up and she's like, I got a little thing that's going to make you live forever. And he's oh like, God. oh, all right. And he eats the thing. <laughs> that's how I envisioned Denathrius 
being stuck in that sword with Ramornia. So Ramornia is kind of like Latrine the Witch uh-huh. from Robin Hood Men in Tights. Just overly obsessed with them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm married. never going to disassociate that. Thanks. <laughs> it's, it's, it makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, there really is no worse fate than being stuck in a very stabby sword, I guess, that's obsessed with you. So I'm like, yeah, he kind of got his just desserts. Hopefully he'll get out at some point because I, I, I would be happy to encounter him once again. Mm-hmm. But that was well, he did get swept away by his uh, children, so mm. <laughs> off to be protected. Apparently. So when when we fight him again, uh-huh. are we going to have to like, is it going to be like a two phase fight or something where like we're the first part of the fight is we're going to have to break Remoria so that he can't go back into the sword at the end and then we can kill him. Oh, it, maybe, maybe. I mean, it, they, they have to, uh, that was such a well-designed fight that I think it'd be difficult for them to get creative with it again. But I, I could see them. Yeah. The sword being the first part where you're like, yeah, hey, you're not going to get, get us again with well, your soul stone. Like, it'd be interesting if you break her and then all of her pieces fight you, right? So you're like, oh, oh crap. Oh, like, you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You broke it. And it's like, actually, you made the fight worse. And you're like, oh, oh, no. The smashing with the hammer move didn't work this time. What am I supposed to do? That could be hard mode. <laughs> that that is go. hard mode. I love it. I think, so I think Mozala is probably my scrub of the expansion. Oh, that's a good one. And more so in the sense that he is not like the beginner who's not sure of himself and, and is making mistakes, that kind of scrub. He's more of the scrub that is way overconfident in his abilities and has no hubris and no, no realization of his current situation. So, you know, he, he plans all the things with Vol'jin and Sylvanas coming to power and he does all of these things behind the scenes for the jailer. He's doing all these machinations and then you go to his dungeon, his other side, and he's got Bwonsamdi trapped right next to him. And you're like, okay, well, Bwonsamdi's not getting out of this one. And the whole time you're in the dungeon, Bwonsamdi's just telling you what to do. He's like, hey, go over here, Ardenweld, free these people. You know, go over here, kill Hakar. Don't worry, Bonsomni's not, or uh, Mazal is not going to see you. He's just chilling in the middle of the room the whole time. <laughs> what? <laughs> While we're just basically taking away his security system, he could kill you at any moment. He's like, "No, this is fine. It's okay. <laughs> just try." I'm, I'm Mazala. What are you going to do? And then, right? Sure enough, scrubs it up. Yeah. <laughs> That was a good choice. I never saw this coming. And you're like, yeah, mm. <laughs> he's talking right next to you. I don't, I don't know how you couldn't see this coming. Was all. <laughs> well, I, I assume like Bonsomni is like, maybe it's like telepathy or like he's, he's whispering at least like, yeah, you know, he's, he's not being too, too upfront about it. There's still some, you know, obfuscation, but yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. We walk like right around Mazala the whole time and he's. <laughs> Maybe he just needs so, a pair of glasses. Like, maybe he can't see. I don't know. Because, like, if, I, like- <laughs> if I was Muzal in the middle of the room and he took off my glasses, I would have no idea. I'd just be right. like, oh, there's some, like, I don't know, like, Bonsomni's mouth enough. I'm like, I can hear you. But then people would be, like, walking around. I have no idea. So maybe. I don't know. <laughs> That's my that'd explanation. Be that'd be funny if he has bad eyesight because then, like, he's getting the eye for, uh, from Odin. He's like, I don't know why the jailer wants this. No, nobody's eyes work that good anyway. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
I don't get what the big deal is. You're just going to see more blurry shit. (laughs) I wonder, though, too, that, like, is it possible then that he's just used to having, like, little five-man squads just wandering around him? That he's just like, oh, like, the cleaners, they're every Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it would have been like, better for the like, interns or something. Yeah, like wearing boxes or something, like taped troll ears to our heads, just anything. <laughs> 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 or like uh, the really crappy Halloween masks, like that. Just like yes, uh-huh. we, we be, we be disturbance of someone <laughs> make up a name. <laughs> you know, if if everybody or like most people at Azeroth have bad eyesight, right. those Halloween masks make a ton more sense. I they mean, do. right. Well, that and like in the Death Knight starting zone, you just you put up like oh. that bush or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, or I think it's a tree, whatever it is. Like, so all yeah, I, recruits, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so people on Azeroth all have bad eyesight. It's canon. Yeah. Anyone that's connected right. to Azeroth, <laughs> I th- I, you know, this just makes the addition of all those eyeglasses and was it nine point one point five? Uh-huh. But more important because now people are actually going to be able to see in Azeroth. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's hilarious because you'll be seeing mobs like doing the motion of talking to each other. And then you death grip one of them and the one's still sitting there like, yeah, your friend's gone. You didn't notice that? Like, yeah. Just going through the yeah. motions, man. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Hello? Hello? Wow. Wow, that guy's rude. Oh. God, Jesus, well, I got off in the middle of conversation. I guess I do I ramble guess. on from time to time. <laughs> Yeah, so you death grip and kill one, and the others having an existential crisis about why nobody's talking to them. <laughs> so really, you killed two mobs in that moment. <laughs> that should be a debuff that actually pops up existential crisis. <laughs> Dazed. All right, so I was going to say, as far as my vote for a scrub, yeah, I was originally going to say Anduin because he spends the entire expansion like as the jailer's prisoner. But then I was thinking about like, no, like the biggest scrub this expansion is Sylvanas because mm. she oh. finds out she's a scrub going back to like Legion and really going back all the way to the end of the Wrath of the Lich King when she jumps off Ice Crown that she's been being played the whole time. Like that is the biggest scrub moment of all. Mm. And it you know it, it sucks for it sucks for like the uh the, the part of her that like was you know captured by the jailer that had no idea what was going on that you know that has to accept everything like i wouldn't say she's a, she's a scrub she's just you know doing what she has to but like yeah have been working for the bad guy thinking oh no i've got the upper hand here or at least we're on the same plane like sylvanas you know so sylvanas is the kind of bad guy that should like she's she's used that technique on other people she should see when she's getting played mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know I don't, I don't know if you guys watched uh daredevil season three but uh not yet we, uh, my wife and i watch it oh hurry up and watch it. it's leaving netflix at the end of the month oh, <laughs> <crap>. <laughs> but uh th- no there's a thing there where like you know like there's some people being played by the kingpin and they're like oh like the kingpin plays other people he's not playing us right and you're like right? no like <laughs> He plays everybody. That's what he does. He's the kingpin. <laughs> yeah, this He's is why. But consistent. Yeah. It's like, what? Who could have seen this coming? And everyone just kind of slowly, like, gets up and kind of just gives her the side look. They're like, really, Sylvanas? Really? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it would have been a better reveal had the jailer just hit her upside the head with a steel chair, like a wrestling move. <laughs> 
And then he like throws it on the ground and he does like his little jailer hand sign and then he goes through the portal or something. That would have been a better reveal. You'd need that like 30 seconds of her with her back to him. Yeah. And he's got the chair there and he's kind of like stomping his foot, just shaking the chair, just waiting for her to turn around right into it. Like, <laughs> By God, that's the jailer's music. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been a better heel turn on that one. We, I mean, we knew it was coming, but yeah, yeah. it would have been. Of course, I I loved professional wrestling when I was a kid, so that would have been. <laughs> oh, I yes. would have loved that, but well, that's the other thing too. Like in, in professional wrestling, they would have teased that for like weeks, where oh, every yeah. week the two of them are out in the ring, and you're like, oh, like you know, like like Sylvanas is getting beat up. You know, the jailer's like coming out. Is he gonna? Is he gonna help her? Is he gonna punch her? Oh, he helped her this week. Like finally, you yeah. know, you, you wait till the, the moment of maximum pain to turn. Like, yeah. like when Hulk Hogan yeah, they, they, joined the NWO, the jailer <laughs> does the same. Thing. Of course, it's, it's all bad, but that's okay. Well, that's what you need, Bobby Bobby Heenan being like. But whose side is the jailer on? Like, <laughs> so good yeah, that's that's good stuff <laughs> so, so so i think I, I think that's gonna go ahead and wrap it up here i think we've been going for about an hour now one one last question for you guys mm-hmm. do you prefer when people talk about your show that they make jokes about the no scrubs song by tlc or they compare you guys to like scrubs the sitcom with uh turk and jd i mean i think where are mine and Projali's real life relationship? Like we're actually mm-hmm. friends outside of all this stuff. Yep. So we're more like the the actual show Scrubs. Uh-huh. Of, uh, if you're thinking of it that way, JD so we get and together Turk, and yeah. play magic, and we go disc golfing and stuff. Uh huh. You know, I feel like that's something that Turk and JD would definitely do. Yeah. But. Do buy a house and then sing about it next to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably, exactly. yeah. I would. But that's not to say you can't blast the TLC on the way to the disc golf course. So that's true. <laughs> I would not be offended either. I think they're both quality comparisons. Yeah. Rest in peace, left eye. Rest in peace. I I did consider like. I should I should start the show off being like what I thought you guys were the guys from Scrubs like that was gonna be like my little, my little and I was like no, don't don't do that. Well, if you try to Google the show, you get a bunch of Scrubs podcasts coming up. Like Scrubs the show, mm-hmm. you have to actually type in the full words. Have you ever had Bill Lawrence on the show? <laughs> you know we keep reaching out. Yep. Get some of that Ted Lasso cred. Okay. <laughs> but, all right. Well, thank you guys for coming on. This was a great discussion. Yeah, thank yeah, you guys. It was a blast. So fun. And thank you to Jarrett for producing. Thank you to Kurabara for editing. And thank you at home for downloading and listening. We are at Torn Goblin on Twitter, also at the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MASH Those Buttons. Also YouTube at YouTube.com slash MASH Those Buttons. Katie, where can people find you? As always, you can find me at HyroleMaster77 on Twitter. And Sai, where can people find you? You can find our show at Scrubsverse on Twitter. Uh, you can go to our outdated website, www.scrubsversetheworld.com. It's only outdated because I have a lot of crap going on and uh, it takes me forever to update it. But you can also follow my personal Twitter at Syrub underscore KOC. 
And Prajali, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at the Projali and on YouTube at Projali LN. And I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, talking about Warcraft news and guild management, and also over on Squad Goals, talking about the Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg slash discord and email us your thoughts or questions at torngoblin at mash.gg. Let us know who you think the biggest scrub in the Shadowlands was. And feel free to say it's yourself if you really th- feel like you messed up this expansion for whatever reason. We'll accept that answer. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can. And visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content as well as to patron-exclusive content. You can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link as well as our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg slash support. And stay tuned to hear about other shows on the Match Those Buttons Network. The opinions expressed on this show are the expressed opinions of the host and are not representative of Blizzard Entertainment. All place names and character names from World of Warcraft are used are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment, Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended. For Katie and Scrubs, I'm Nick. Ancestors, watch over you. Time is all the scrubs to come in 9-2, friends. Keep getting good. You got, you got one, Prochelli? I can't stop that one. <laughs> <laughs> and this could be your scrub moment on the next show. <laughs> <laughs>for listening to a mash those buttons production if you enjoyed the show you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you all of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and more if you enjoy our content you can help support mash those buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mash those buttons where you can receive patreon bonuses for as little as one dollar a month you can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord.